Hello, everyone, and welcome to Great Idea, a Babysitter's Club podcast. I'm your host, Joy. And I'm Danny. And Great Idea gets its name from the first book of Anne M. Martin's iconic book series, The Babysitter's Club, Christie's Great Idea. Also, from the fact that everyone thinks their podcast is a great idea, and we hope ours actually is. We'll be diving into all things related to the series, books, characters, spinoffs, TV shows, including the new one, and movies, and really anything related to the books that we want to talk about. Um, this is our first episode. Woo-hoo. How are you feeling? I am feeling the high of just having watched a trailer with you. Oh, yes. <laughs> Which was quite an experience. I think that will be out on our social media already. So definitely go find us there um, at Great Idea Pod on I'm Checking. <laughs> on Twitter, we are Great Idea underscore pod. Instagram, we are Great Idea Podcast. And you can email us your ideas at podcast.greatidea at gmail.com. And we're also on Facebook for all you boomers i'm not sure we are on all the things (laughs) um we should probably start out by introducing ourselves um i can start my name is joy i use they and she pronouns i live in la and work at a museum i like gardening and hanging out with my dog and i want to be claudia kishi when i grow up and i'm i'm danny i use she her pronouns I'm a college advisor living in Rhode Island, and I'm a giant lesbian with a capital L. Catch me thinking about woman and feminism literally every day of my life, nonstop. It just does not stop. (laughs) We love to see it. Um, And Danny and I live together in college, which is where the idea for this podcast started. Um, However, it was like many years ago. And uh, three, we're coming up on three and a half years of this great idea. <laughs> and we thought, what better time than pandemic? I mean, our friendship has been long distance for a few years now, but um, we thought that now is the time to talk about these books. And then now also Netflix is releasing their new series. So Babysitter's Club is kind of back in, back in the popular discussion. Um, what's the phrase? Back in, back is it? <laughs> oh, I've lost it. I'm old now. Now I watch shows like Love, Victor, and there's references to things that are very, apparently Carly Rae Jepsen's, like, Call Me Maybe song is something that teenagers think of from when they were little, which is extremely disturbing to me. That was nine years ago, Joy. Did you know that? Call Me Maybe came out nine years ago. Yeah, I mean, I also watched Love, Victor, and it made me feel old. I mean, I love YA. Um, I think that that's, also, that's relevant to this show, though, because I think that something that both of us love is kind of like this coming-of-age narrative um, and, like, gay shit. Yeah. <laughs> I am also gay. <laughs> I always forget that I need to clarify that because I feel like it just exudes out of me. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that also, well, I mean, we can also transition to talking about kind of our earliest memories of the books. And I think that in retrospect, both of you and I have read a lot of like queer coding into these characters. And that's mm-hmm. definitely something I'm looking forward to talking to more about 
um, with you because as we noted, like the trailer for the TV show is a little bit scarily straight. Oh yes, too many boys for my liking on screen. We're hoping that it's not, but um, I have loved these books for a long time. I mean, I used to read all the time as a kid. Um, I was the one where I would read so much, but I would get carsick when I read in the car, but I would like keep reading in the car because I wanted to keep reading the book. And then my parents would be like, stop reading. You're making yourself sick. (laughs) Um, But I don't remember the first time I read these books, but I really distinctly remember what shelf they were on in my local public library. And I remember like the whole shelf, like the whole shelf, the top row was filled with Babysitter's Club books because there's just so many. And I remember going to the library and like getting a book. Um, and I think I only owned The Truth About Stacy, which I still have the copy of. It's falling apart. Um, Love The Truth About Stacy. It's so good. I'm so excited to talk about that with you. Um, but yeah, I just remember, I just remember like the excitement of like going and getting another one. And there was always more. I don't know anyone who's read all of them, though I'm sure they're out there. <laughs> oh, me neither. I definitely, there are over, what is it, over 120 of them? The back cover I- says, um, yeah, it looks like over, and it says more to come. So more to come. So. Yeah, no, I love that you said that you know exactly what shelf they were on at the library, because I also have very similar, I actually remember scouring the $1 shelves at the local library, because they would, you know, sell some really old paper bags that they didn't want to keep circulating anymore. And so I would always check those shelves, specifically hoping to find any sort of Babysitter's Club books, whether it was one of the originals or one of the many different like mini series and spin-offs that were also written. And so that's where I got most of mine. And I would feel so victorious whenever I found like a $1 Babysitter's Club book. <laughs> I love that so much. And then in middle school, I got two of the graphic novel adaptations and they the graphic novel adaptations don't adapt every single one of the books. So the first two are actually just the first book and then immediately the third book, which is actually Truth About Stacy. And I just remember reading those so many times that to this day, I practically have them memorized. You could tell me a scene from what, from the book and I will know exactly how it was drawn in the graphic novel because I was just obsessed. I adored those books growing up, but I also did not nearly read all of them. I have the first graphic novel, so I will have to quiz you on that soon. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I think also the reason we want to do this is because the series means a lot to both of us, right? Um, I think that there was something really powerful about these like girls doing something for themselves and being complicated and messy and having complicated and messy friendships. Um, For me also... I don't think I realized this at the time when I was reading it, but in retrospect, um, I'm Japanese American and Claudia is Japanese American and is probably one of the only representations of like specifically Japanese Americanness, but almost even Asian Americanness that wasn't like in a book specifically about camp during World War II or like about, you know, something that was like 
just only written because she was Asian about being Asian. And like, there's nothing wrong with those stories. Those stories are important, but there was something really cool about her having a whole family and like her bachan, her grandma and like being artsy and cool and like, um, definitely I, I remember her story kind of differently and I think I projected my own story onto it <laughs> um but I yeah it was it was really cool I mean I think there's a lot of orientalist stereotypes in her description but I still um we could have a whole episode on this and maybe if you let me we will do that <laughs> for sure we are definitely gonna have to have a Claudia Kishi episode there's a lot I mean there's just so much to consider right so yeah, but I think I think I was just I just really I mean, I never babysat, but <laughs> the books meant a lot to me. I don't know. What about you? For me, no, very similarly, I felt like I thought it was so cool that these girls were given so much responsibility because they're all just what, 12 or 13 when the books start and they They're so young. They're so young. Like to me, that's like, they're practically still babies as well. And yet they were running their own business and they were babysitting kids that were like three or four years old. And just, they were so trusted by all of the adults in the neighborhood. And so for me, I was an only child. I also didn't babysit growing up and I had kind of overprotective parents. So I vibed a lot with Marianne in that respect. But I felt like I could live vicariously through these girls that were so independent entrusted with so much responsibility and I also feel like I definitely um projected <laughs> like my own childhood onto them because you know boys were not the focus of the series by any means like the series is so much about friendships between girls and also their familial friendships and it's those are the most important themes in the book so for me as a baby gay who loved all of her friends it's not surprising that I really loved a series that was all about girls being friends and supporting each other because that's gay obviously like fellows is it gay to have friends yes <laughs> yes it is oh <laughs> uh, yeah no I mean yeah I think that's I think that's really important and just it's it's really interesting to hear that we both projected something onto the series in some ways and I think that that's something that's really cool about fiction and like um maybe in this and like this is going to like what I'm looking forward to is that like I think that you and I both also have a really nerdy like literature analysis kind of background <laughs> um and so I'm like is this disidentification the Jose Esteban Munoz like theory oh man <laughs> let's <laughs> dig in <laughs> but like right like they were except for Claudia, like, all these, like, white girls in Connecticut, and, like, mm -hmm. I'm a mixed-race kid from Southern California, like, my life does not look like that, like, <laughs> um, I wasn't allowed to just, like, run through the streets and, like, check out haunted houses and stuff, but I, right. <laughs> but, I mean, there's something really familiar and really warm and really, um, welcoming and like exciting about the books yeah they have such a cozy atmosphere like I always dreamed of the kind of childhood that's portrayed 
in the books because the the characters they also all live either next door to each other or across the street so they always have this very just cozy childhood where they're always hanging out at each other's houses and basically are all part of each other's families and get along really well with each other's parents or i'm thinking of how much the girls loved claudia's grandmother for example mimi and yeah it's just it is a very warm series and I'm, I'm looking forward to wondering if I was reading them, if I remember them through too much of like rose colored glasses, you know, like I am so looking forward to see if they're actually way more problematic than I remember and exploring because yeah, fully agree. I mean, I think we both are so fascinated by themes of feminism and race and class and gender and girlhood in all of the media that we consume. And I'm so excited to dig into all of these things in this series specifically, because it was so formative growing up. Yeah, I'm 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 super curious if, like, several months from now, Joy and Danny will be like, mm, <laughs> I don't know about this series. Um, because yeah, I wonder I wonder about the ways in which as a child, I saw whiteness as the, like, kind of blank slate that I could read myself mm -hmm. onto, um, and I am mixed, like, I'm half white, half Japanese-American, but I, um, but I, I, I wonder, yeah, about, um, what it will look like as a early 20-something, um, reading back on these books mid 20s wow <laughs> yeah um we're 20 i'm 24 are you did you hit 25 already close i'm close close and by close there. i need like five months <laughs> <laughs> i'm like a six year old it's like i'm six and a half oh my god um <laughs> no but um i'm a scorpio i don't think any of the main characters are um Scorpios. i'm a pisces I, yes you are. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at the astrology of each of them. Um, wow, there are no Scorpios. Shannon Kilborn is a water is a Pisces. Shannon, who's that? I don't remember a Shannon. Um, I wonder if but, they'll talk about astrology in the show. That's another thing I'm really looking forward to is. Not only are we going to be reading these books, um, the originals, right? We're also going to be watching the show and seeing how it's been adapted to a, I mean, it takes place, I believe, in 2020. Like, just it's supposed to be taking place now, is my impression is of the show. Because they have the phone. So I feel like it maybe it's supposed to be set in the 90s. It kind of looked like 90s. But didn't but she mention Etsy? Did she? I didn't. I don't know. I was too busy screaming. Yeah, we were kind of squealing as we watched the trailer, so we could be wrong. I don't know. It looked pretty modern to me. It looked a little bit too, not quite 90s enough for me. But I guess the books were originally written earlier than the 90s. They were written. The, the books 90s. were written in the 80s. Yeah, it didn't look like 80s. No, definitely didn't look like 80s. Maybe Their style. Their style looks very, like, if not right now, at least early 2010s, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I bet Claudia is just like that cool kid that still has a landline. Yeah, exactly. And it was a very cool looking phone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, any last thoughts before we launch in on this thing that we're doing finally? Oh man, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to finally do this. And and I'm also very excited that um, with the show, two of the characters who are white in the books are no longer white. Yay! We have Black Marianne and Latina Dawn. And oh, I haven't mentioned this so far, but I'm Latina. So I'm obviously deliriously happy that Dawn is Latina. And I'm just yeah, we're just very curious to see how race is going to be explored now that the main group of five girls is no longer four white girls and one Japanese-American girl. Now we have a Japanese-American girl, a Black girl, a Latina girl. So it's going to be interesting. Which I'm actually really curious about why she's Latina. Like, who is she based off of? Anyways, not Latina. Sorry, sorry. She's why, she's, why Claudia is Japanese-American. No. <laughs> in the original series. Sorry, that was not what I meant. I saw you looking at me, you're like, what? No, obviously I'm super excited she's Latina. I was thinking, wondering about Claudia because... Um, True, like why she made that choice? Yeah, like it would have been super easy to just make it for white girls. Hmm. But I don't know. I wonder. We'll find we'll out. Dig into, we'll dig into Anne M. Martin's life a little bit as well. <laughs> yes. Um, Well, thank you so much for doing this. Again, please follow us on all the platforms. That is um, on Instagram, one word, great idea podcast. On Twitter, great idea underscore pod. On Facebook, great idea, a babysitter's club podcast. This was as even as I could get with the handles. (laughs) And then you can email us um anything you'd back anything you'd like at podcast.greatidea at gmail.com our cover art was done by karina taylor it is amazing and we love are it so, so lucky yes um based off of the cover of one of the books and also our faces um <laughs> and we will see you next time i think the first episode we will be looking into the early books and also we got sneak uh early preview to the tv show so we're gonna first episode responding to the first episode um i love you very much danny i will talk to you i love you too stay gay ladies stay gay ladies (laughs) bye-bye bye